I think that international connection uh, is so important. I mean, we look at the diversity of this conference alone, but then um, across the world, um, these connections being made and perhaps even strengthened uh, as a sort of silver lining of the pandemic, because there has been so many opportunities uh, to connect virtually and speak with people that you might not have connected with before. So I think it's it's a rallying point. I think among all the different, there's so many different commemorative days, but I find this one, I find um, um, there's such a focus on policy change and moving forward. And it's always a chance to reset and reflect kind of heading into a new calendar year as well. I'm Joyita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. Each year, December 3rd is recognized as International Day of Persons with Disabilities, or IDPD. IDPD was first proclaimed by the United Nations in 1992. The day is intended to promote the welfare and inclusion of people with disabilities in all spheres of life. IDPD presents a significant opportunity to reflect on global linkages between disability segregation and economic development. It's also a time to consider existing obstacles or barriers to accessibility. Today, the global population is around 7 billion people. Some 15% of them live with a disability. Approximately 80% of the world's disabled population lives in the, de- in the developing world. Today, we celebrate International Day of Persons with Disabilities. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. I'm Joyita Gupta and I'm delighted to join you again as I do every week from the Accessible Media Studios in downtown Toronto. Today, my hair is pulled back in a bun, which is my preferred hairstyle, and I'm wearing a V-neck red sweater. We're talking about International Day of Persons with Disabilities. You've likely heard a lot about it on this channel in the week that leads up to IDPD, which is December 3rd. And I'm very pleased to say that as we do every year, we're going to be covering right here on AMI-audio the International Day of Persons with Disabilities conference that is put on every year by the Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians. This is the sixth annual IDPD conference organized by the ABC and their partners. This year's theme, Empowering Ourselves, Thriving in This New Reality. The conference will take place virtually over Zoom on December 3rd from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You can still register, but of course, you can also catch it on AMI-audio right here um, on AMI-audio, where I will be co-hosting the event. I should mention that as well. But if you miss the conference in person but would like to get caught up with some of the speakers, you can can find the podcast on the AMI-audio live podcast feed which is available to you on your favorite podcast platform. 
you'll uh, of course be hearing in the second half of this show from one of the panelists featured in this year's conference. But first, I'm really delighted to welcome to the Pulse, I believe for the very first time, Marcy Yale, the national president of the Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians. And Marcy, hello and welcome to the Pulse. It's great to have you on the program. Thank you. And it is the first time. I That's amazing, but it is. Uh, uh, just just a little thing. Um, it is a longer conference. Uh, it is from one to four. Ah, okay. Good to know. Well, we can pack in a whole extra hour of fun then. Yes, right. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the theme of the conference: uh, empowering ourselves, thriving in this new reality. What are you hoping to accomplish with that theme, and why did you land on that? Well, we wanted to do something about how we make the best of our lives and how we move forward and make lives better for ourselves for our you know for for those who come after us uh for those who are around us and we've we sort of landed on this because it 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 has it's very open ended i mean how do we stay connected in this virtual reality, how, you know, how do we deal with the whole issue of mainstream versus specialized uh, tech, specialized um, treatment, anything like that? Uh, accessibility, it's good for all, uh, not just people with disabilities. And, you know, how do we advocate for ourselves in, in our daily lives? How do we, how do we get through the day with, you know, with the way the world is and figure out a way to interact with it and to not always feel like we're, you know, pushing upstream, I guess. <laughs> mm. uh, can you give us a sense of who some of the speakers are? Because we have some keynote address speakers uh, as well as an amazing panel. So who all can we expect to hear from during the conference? So first of all, um, we, we have an Indigenous blind woman who is going to open the conference up for us. Uh, we will then hear from David Lepofsky. I don't think I need to say much about him. I think his name says it all. Uh, he's very, for, for those of you who don't know who David is, he's been very active in the disability rights community for the last oh, 20, 30 years. Uh, especially in, in Ontario, uh, who's a champion for the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act. Uh, so he's giving a 10-minute speech. Then we're going to move on to Sandia Rao, who is the vice president and co-founder of iBug Today, which is a blind users group that started in the States in 2011 and now offers hundreds and hundreds of virtual training and social and uh, independent seeking um, opportunities for blind people. They offer iOS training, they offer Mac training. I think they're even doing some Windows training and it's all virtual. And then they're also interested in the social aspect and they do a movie night every Friday night as part of that. Um, so she's going to be speaking uh, then we, we have the honor of having the first accessibility commissioner of Canada, Mr. Michael Gottheil, 
And he has decided that he just doesn't want to do a speech. He wants to do an interactive chat. So that should be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, don't know what the, where that's going to go. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, and then we have our panel, uh, one of, one of whom is Keenan Weller, who is, you'll hear from later in this hour. Uh, and, uh, we have Penny Bennett, who, Many of you might remember her as Penny LeClaire. So she is an advocate, a deafblind advocate. She's been an advocate for as long as I've known her. Um, and her view is that there are many tools in our toolkit, but they need sharpening. So, <laughs> so she's going to be talking about advocacy. Yeah, she's a great advocate, that's for sure. Uh, and then we have Robert Hansen, who is uh, an, ad, an activist and, a, and an advisor in the accessibility realm. And he is also a, a former para-sport um, athlete. He was a swimmer for 17 years, and he's got medals to prove it. Um, so that should be, it's going to be a fantastic panel. Um, I really look forward to seeing how the three of them mesh and feed off each other. And then our two amazing keynote speakers. And in the breaks, we're going to give some time to some local musicians. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I really think it's going to be one of, one of, if not the greatest of the six. It sounds like it's going to be a phenomenal afternoon. And I don't just say that because I'm getting to co-host. I think it's just remarkable how diverse the speakers are and how much experience and knowledge they're bringing to the table. You mentioned that you think it's probably going to be one of the best, if not the best, of the six conferences. But you've been involved with it from day one, Marcy. Do you feel that there's been a lot of growth and evolution in the IDPD conference? Actually, I've only been involved in the last three years. So the, the mm. three years before, which were not virtual, they were in person. Um, since I, I, <laughs> I live in Huntsville, which is far enough away from Toronto to make getting down there a little bit of a chore. Uh, I unfortunately did not get to participate in those three. But the last three have just, I mean, we've learned... We've learned over the years how to choose people that mesh together and how to make sure that everybody gets a chance to shine. And I think that this year we did a really good job of it, or at least I hope we did. <laughs> uh, you've uh, mentioned that it's over Zoom. And one of the nice things about Zoom is exactly what you alluded to. People just couldn't get to the conference if they didn't live in Toronto. But now it really opens up the possibilities to have a national conversation or indeed an international conversation. Uh, but of course, Zoom is an accessible platform, but uh, tell us a little bit about some of the things you've put in place to make the event accessible for as many people with disabilities as possible. Certainly. So we have American Sign Language Interpretation um, and just English. Um, apologies, we don't have LSQ, uh, but we do have ASL and we do have English CART. That's the uh, real-time captioning. Um, and we've already done our tech check and we know that that's going to work properly. So we hope that uh, as long as we don't have any gremlins, that everything will, will work the way it's supposed to. Um, 
and we we are doing our best to make sure that everybody knows what is going on. Uh, there won't be any silent videos. Uh, there, you know, everything will be definitely auditory and the visuals will just, you know, there'll be an added bonus. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds really terrific, but if you will indulge me, um, and I'm going to ask you to remove your conference spokesperson hat for a moment and put on your national president of the AEBC hat for a second here. How does hosting this conference every year tie in with the broader mission and the larger work of the AEBC? Well, it gives other people who wouldn't necessarily know about us a chance to hear about us. And it gives us a chance to, you know, to, to wave a flag of, hey, here we are, uh, <laughs> and to show that advocacy makes a difference. Um, my my view of of my whole um, run as president is that I want to make a difference in, in even in a small way, I would like to see that, that we've made a difference in the community uh, in even little tiny things, you know, <laughs> never know how, how small, you know, uh, something may be that will affect so many people. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I mean, think about the butterfly effect or you throw a stone in the middle of a pond and there are all these ripples that go out. So it sounds, as I said uh, before, like it's going to be a great afternoon. And I did mention that folks can still register if they would like to attend the Zoom conference. How do they go about registering? Do they go to the ABC webpage or is there another way to do it? Actually, if they go to the webs to blindcanadians.ca, there is a bulletin board notice that has the link to Eventbrite, uh, where our registration is taking place. There is also an email address uh, listed there, but I can give it to you, and that's AEBC Toronto, all one word, at gmail.com. If people have trouble with Eventbrite, uh, Eventbrite is an interesting platform. <laughs> uh, it has its issues, uh, but uh, we, like I said, the the links are there, um, and I'm sure they will also be up on AMI somewhere as well. Absolutely, we'll definitely put them up. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll put them in the description box down below, and we'll also have the links provided in the podcast description. So you will definitely be able to go and access the AEBC webpage via our website, or access that email address via our website. And I hope many of you do come out because the conference is only as successful as uh, the participants and the conversations that are generated at the table. So I want to say, uh, speaking of conversations, that I really enjoyed my conversation with Marcy Yale today. Marcy, thanks so much for stopping by the program. And please don't be a stranger. Do come back. Thank you. I'll come back anytime you want me. Marcy Yale is the national president for the Alliance of Equality of Blind Canadians. Next up, we'll be speaking to one of the panelists featured in this year's IDPD conference hosted by the ABC. Keenan Wheeler is the uh, co-leader and, and director of communications at L Live, Work, Play, and he joins us today to talk about his work in the community, but also why he wanted to get involved with the International Day of Persons with Disabilities conference. Keenan, hello, and welcome to the program. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Keenan, tell me a little bit about Live Workplay for those of us who aren't looped in. Sure. Well, we're a 
relatively small charitable organization based in Ottawa. We started in 1995 as uh, basically an advocacy group for people with intellectual disabilities and their families. And uh, to make a long history short, in uh, 1997, uh, we started uh, turning into a direct support organization, so actually providing uh, services and supports. And uh, in 2022, we find ourselves with a staff of 30 and kind of evenly divided between uh, support for living independently in the community, in housing and uh, just daily life, and uh, supporting people with uh, employment, real jobs uh, in the community. Well, you are small but mighty. Um, I also noticed that uh, that's not your only involvement. Uh, you're involved with something called From Presence to Citizenship. You have to tell us a little bit more about that as well. Sure. Well, I think that really goes back to um, attending Community Living Ontario conferences, which is um, a confederation of over 100 agencies um, across Ontario. And some of us just wanted to have a more specific conversation, really, um, a rights-focused conversation about how um, government policy is impacting on the population and perhaps not moving as fast as some of us would like in terms of uh, ending segregated programs and supporting more inclusive outcomes. So we got together and kind of formed a separate little group um, and called it uh, From Presence to Citizenship, which is kind of uh, in honor of a perspective in the person-centered thinking community where you help people move from merely being uh, present in communities to being valued as, as citizens and uh, contributors. So we were at that since I think about 2014, and then uh, it turned into actually hosting some large annual conferences uh, in Toronto. Uh, we put a pause on that. Uh, same reason everybody else put a pause on conferences, but we carried on uh, online at virtual sessions and uh, building that community. And it's interesting because today some members of our group, uh, which ranges all the way from uh, Atacokan, which is almost in uh, Manitoba, uh, to ourselves here in Ottawa and all points in between, uh, are on provincial committees uh, that are uh, discussing um, policy issues. So that's a really important development. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to let the cat out of the bag, as it were, but this year's conference theme for International Day of Persons with Disabilities is empowering ourselves thriving in this new reality. As a panelist, how do you intend to speak to that theme? Well, first of all, it was a real honor to be included when I was first contacted uh, by the Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians. I said right away on the email, you realize I'm not a blind Canadian. And uh, they said, yes, uh, this is really, we want a really diverse, um, inclusive conversation, which I thought was uh, phenomenal. So uh, that was a real honor. And it also goes with uh, the theme that I want to speak to, which is, um, a lot of initiatives, um, government initiatives focused on equality and inclusion, diversity. Um, I feel that uh, they were established some years ago and the advancement um, of understanding is a little bit slow in terms of we really need to dig in more into uh, who we're talking about when we're talking about Canadians with disabilities, because that's an extremely broad group of people. Depending on what definitions you're using, we're talking, you know, 15 to 20% of the entire population of the country. Um, and within that label, uh, there's people having some very uh, different experiences where they happen to be uh, Indigenous and identify as having a disability, or in our case, so people with intellectual disabilities and autistic persons, where if you look at 
issues of poverty, issues of um, unemployment, it's really uh, quite more extreme or severe than what many other populations are facing. So uh, I wanted to bring that to light, especially uh, with our work with the Federal Public Service um, on employment issues. They had a mandate for hiring 5,000 people with disabilities, which is fantastic. But something we've been working on is, well, are you going to uh, disaggregate that data a little bit and really look at um, who you have now that identifies as disabled? And then um, based on that, are you going to focus uh, more or less on particular populations and uh, the need to better include them? Mm-hmm. International Day of Persons with Disability rolls around once a year, and we have conferences and events and all kinds of celebrations. Why do you think this day continues to be important to people with disabilities? I mean, I could certainly speak um, to our own community. It's We've always paid attention to it, and I think it also has a really tight connection uh, to the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. And, um, you know, Canada... Uh, becoming a ratifier um, back in 2009 or 10. I forget the precise process, but uh, we actually aligned our mission, vision, and values uh, with the convention, and it's frequently a topic and helps frame those December 3rd discussions. And I think that international connection uh, is so important. I mean, we look at the diversity of this conference alone, but then um, across the world, Um, these connections being made and perhaps even strengthened uh, as a sort of silver lining of the pandemic, because there has been so many opportunities um, to connect virtually and speak with people that you might not have connected with before. So I think it's, it's a rallying point. I think among all the different, there's so many different commemorative days, but I find this one, I find um, um, there's such a focus on policy change and moving forward. And it's always a chance to reset and reflect kind of heading into a new calendar year as well. Mm, That's a a really good point about heading into a new calendar year. But uh, you've done a lot of work in sort of framing conversations about disability inclusion in terms of citizenship. And I wonder if the International Day of Persons with Disabilities uh, ought to the ought to be framed in the same way where we start to have conversations about people not just belonging to countries, but, um, you know, a global citizenry, for lack of a better word, and making sure that people with disabilities are are better represented. That's a wonderful comment. I I think, uh, I don't know the exact wording, but I think that has been one of the themes in the past. Um, I know the word citizenship uh, shows up a lot, and it means different things to different people. But I think increasingly there's just a focus on if people with disabilities aren't seeing the same types of outcomes as other citizens, and that's something you can objectively measure, whether it's poverty or employment or just, uh, you know, their participation and influence, sometimes in the very uh, bodies or governments uh, that are governing their lives, uh, we can look at that and we can see if change is, is moving at an appropriate pace and uh, focus on uh, the conditions that we need for change. So I think that is really um, an important element. And, uh, I'm also privileged to be involved with Inclusion International, and your comment just made me think of their work, which is, again, um, global and focused on uh, on the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. And that's also been great over the past couple of years. I've spent more time with them because I couldn't go to these conferences in other countries. I, I My work is really local, and it's really hard for me to leave. But it's just been such an eye-opener um, hearing from countries in Africa, South America, 
Um, Canada is a country of abundance, but some of the most important innovations with inclusion are, are happening um, in countries with less resources. Kieran, I really am excited to be able to hear from you more uh, at the conference, as of course I am to hear from the other panelists and speakers. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes out of your day to preview the conference and to preview some of what you'll be saying at the IDPD conference on December 3rd. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. That was Keenan Whaler, who is the co-leader and director of communications at Live, Work, Play, and will be one of the panelists featured at the 6th Annual International Day of Persons with Disabilities Conference. We're almost out of time on the program, but I do want to remind you to register for the conference if you would like to do so. We'll make sure that you have all of that information available in the description down below or on the AMI Audio Pulse webpage as well. This has been a really great program, and I do hope you will tune into the conference itself. If you are unable to catch the event live, which you can do either by tuning into a select cable channel or by tuning into the AMI audio uh, stream available on the internet. If you do happen to have other plans for Saturday, December 3rd, uh, from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern, you can catch the conference after the fact as well and tune into some of the speakers by looking for the AMI Audio Live podcast feed where you can, of course, access the content and some of the speakers. As I said, though, we have to go for today, but if you have any feedback for me about The Pulse, feel free to write us on Twitter at AMI Audio and use the hashtag PulseAMI. You can also send us an email, write to feedback at ami.ca. Give us a call at 1-866-509-4545. That's 1-866-509-4545. And don't forget to give us permission to play the audio on the program. Our technical producer is Marka Flalo. Our videographer is Matthew McGurk. And Andy Frank has, is the manager of AMI Audio. I've been your host, Joy Gupta. Thanks for listening. Thank you.